0: Persons. And I'm Shauna
1: West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Creative Exponent Podcast. And we are excited today because we have our first guest with mm-hmm. us. That's right. It's Jean Oliver oh. is here. Yay. She's actually in Colorado, but she's here with us. So right. um, so we're going to ask her some questions, and we're also going to talk about just the importance of being an apprentice and how maybe that's like, I know there are people like Eugene who really champion that now, but I think maybe that's been lost a little bit, the idea of, of studying other people's work. And um, so I'm excited to talk about that. I know you're really passionate about it. Um, I want to real
1: Have you ever met Jean, Shauna? I, well, I you know. know, I don't think so. Maybe once at Where a conference. Did we meet? I don't know. I, in my mind, I was thinking maybe we, we met, met at some blogging conference. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So maybe oh, no. not. Oh, I,
0: I don't know. know. So I have a really quick Jean Oliver story first. So I knew of Jean's products before I knew of her. And she made this, do you remember the gray and mustard ruffled bag? Oh, yes. Yes. The camera bag? Yes. Okay, so that that was like the camera bag for bloggers. And... So I like saved up for this bag, and I finally bought it before I was going to my first blog conference. And I'm at the blog (laughs) conference with my Jean Oliver camera bag, and I see someone at the concierge desk with the exact bag. And I'm like, that's great. Well, she, well, she's here for the conference, you know. It was that's kind right. of, and there were so many people with it. It was like the badge saying, like, I'm a blogger here for that's the conference. That's really great. With <laughs> <laughs> my Jean Oliver bag, and I still have it. I still have that bag. I still use it. But anyway, so what we'd like to ask you a few questions about, kind of when you, um, well, discovering your creativity, mm-hmm. and then how you uphold it, kind of nurture and protect it, and then um, ways that you're sharing it right now. So you want yeah. to pick a question first, Shauna?
1: Yes. Um, well, since, you know, since we've not, we'll just say that we've not met, because, you know, who knows, I could have had an out-of-body experience and assumed we did. Uh, but what was your, I think this is an important one for people, what was your first creative memory? I know that's kind of <laughs> maybe that's a long a, yeah. time ago, but do you remember?
2: Well, I would say one of the things that I first remember or even about painting would mm-hmm. be if I had any extra money, uh, we lived in a really small rural town in Illinois, and but the yeah. town next to us had a Ben Franklin, and wow. I would go to the Ben Franklin, and I would buy the raw wooden boxes or different wooden uh, items that they have and buy craft paint. And my mom was a very good woman because she would let me like watch television (laughs) and be painting in the living room on the carpet. And so I remember that even saving and spending my money on things that were that supported that creativity. I remember doing that even as a child.
1: Oh, that's cool. That makes me think about my daughter. That's exciting just to hear you say that because she is Man, she was in the oil paints last night, and it was right at bedtime. <laughs> I was just like, honey, this is not the time for oils. This is like, this is watercolor time. <laughs> but
0: anyway. This is colored pencil time.
1: That's right. That's right. I think so that's let exciting. me ask a
0: question about upholding your creativity, because I think there are a lot of people who... They come across criticism or um, even self-criticism, and then they mm-hmm. they stop. So we talk a lot about upholding your creativity um, in this, you know, in our podcast, on our blog, on yeah. Instagram and everything. So um, what is the way that you um, – let's talk about your inner critic. So what mm-hmm. is the way that you kind of protect yourself against, you know, the, the censor, against censoring yourself from mm-hmm. – creating, trying new mediums, that sort of thing. What are some of the tools that you use?
2: I think it's, a, it's going to be different for people, like whether they're just starting or whether they've been doing it for a while or if you're doing it like I do and it's just, it's how we, it's a, a huge part of our business. I think that, um, if I can just backtrack a little bit, if you're somebody who's just starting, you have possibly a lot of uh, like mindset Um, already there from other people. You have other people Mm -hmm. that have said things. I think one of the things that's the most surprising to me, and I mean, truly as it doesn't matter how long I've been doing this, we're going into our 13th year of business. Uh, I've been teaching probably about eight of those Mm -hmm. years. The number one person, when I talk to people that are maybe like, I'm 47. So imagine people that are in their forties, fifties, sixties, guys, even like seventies that are saying, um, I am just finding my way back to me. I am just Mm. finding Mm -hmm. my way back to the person that I knew I was when I was a kid, but I lost my way uh, like because of, and then they tell me, and normally the highest percentage of the person that told them they were not an artist was an art teacher.
0: Mm. Mm. Oh,
1: yep. Oh,
0: that's so So, hard. Guys, if you're an art teacher, don't do that. that, To understand,
2: I don't believe that they actually do it intentionally, but parents can do it. And Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes uh, that we can have a moment of words spoken over us that literally become part of our narrative for the rest of our lives. And the person saying it Had no intention that it would, you know, (laughs) be planted so deeply in us. Yeah. Mm. I was at an art show last night supporting some local artists in our town, and a woman there, I said, Oh, are you an artist? And she said, Oh, no, I love the arts, though. I love to support the arts. I love to to come to things like this. I love to see what creatives are doing, but I'm not an artist. And the more I talked to her, the more Mm. that I realized that she had this. Verbiage set spoken over her and here she is in her 40s holding on to that
1: Mm.
2: And just believing it is truth a few years ago I was teaching at an enrichment school and as the kids were coming in They were muttering things and they were saying things kind of to almost let everybody else know around them if I make really bad art I want to let you know that I'm I'm telling this to you first I'm yeah. telling it to you first, so I'm kind of protecting myself, but mm-hmm. they don't know they're doing it that way. They're coming in saying, I can't even draw a stick figure, or they're like, Oh, my my sketch is gonna be horrible or my sculpture. And so I once I had everybody rounded up and I said, Could mm-hmm. you raise your hand if you've never played the piano before? And most of them raised their hand. And so I pointed to one of the kids mm-hmm. with a raised hand. And I said, there happened to be a piano in this room. I said, would you please come over to the piano and play a little cold play? And mm-hmm. bless these homeschool kids. Like literally he got up and he went to the piano, you know. And so he goes to the piano <laughs> and I say, well, go on. What's your, like, what's your delay? Play a little Coldplay. And he looked at me and he said, well, I can't. And I said, well, why can't you? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I've never taken lessons. And I said, exactly. Mm -hmm. If you have not taken lessons, if you have not practiced, why would you think you have to prepare yourself or others that maybe what you make will be amateur? Right. That it'll be beginning. Oh, so
0: good.
1: Yeah. and the thing
2: is, guys, I do not know any other area in my life or in that people think you either have it Or you don't when it comes to art. And that is a lie. So if you're believing that right now with that inner critic, I want to say that nobody would say, just build a house. Mm -hmm. Nobody would say, here's a violin, just play something beautiful. You haven't Mm -hmm. even been shown how do you hold that violin and how do you prepare the strings? And you would start very, very amateur Mm
1: -hmm. to
2: grow. And so I just would encourage you that if you feel drawn to... I don't care if it's gardening or uh, cooking or sketching or oil paints, that you remember that maybe you've never had lessons. And it's not just the lessons. It's showing up in practicing. Mm-hmm. And so that, that just because you don't instantly know how to do something or you don't – I still make bad art. <laughs> I still make something. And I was like, did I just forget how to make art? Like, did I just forget how to paint? You know, it, I recently wrapped up an online class. And by the time I was done, I went to make something for myself. And I'm like, is it all gone? Like, do I have nothing left? <laughs> you it all out. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so I don't know if that answered your question. Um, no, you but did. The thing is, we all have that. And yeah. you, I believe you cannot make good art without making a lot of bad art. And even now, like uh, the majority of what I make, there's bits and pieces that they don't get shown, but it doesn't yeah. mean I'm still not making bad art or something's not turning out the way I want. The only difference between the now me and maybe when I was younger or maybe when I was starting is that I now can trust myself that I'll push past the ugly parts. mm mm-hmm. And I believe 100% that nothing has done more to bring me deep joy than making art just for me. So it's not Mm -hmm. even about what I make anymore. It's that I am connecting to this part of who I am and it is worth honoring and it is worth showing up. And it's not about what I have to sell or what I have to show other people.
1: Yeah. That's so interesting because we talk about that a lot, you know, that you, you, you got to follow what makes your heart hum you know you got to just let yourself if you if you stop and let yourself be pulled a little bit by what makes you kind of come alive on the inside or the thought of it you'd be surprised that after practice and after time and attention to it what winds up happening you know you yeah. can't know that until you try and until you try again and you mess up and then you do it right and then you mess up again. You know, it's this very long, fluid process. Well, it's
2: almost like my children, they all play the piano when when they were mm-hmm. first learning, they didn't even know where to put their fingers. And so it was a very more stressful Yeah. Right? A stressful thing. Yeah. Now they are so well trained, they have practiced so much that actually it brings deep rest and yeah. joy to just sit down and play, and just make Mm -hmm. up, but that intuition only shows up if you practice. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. intuition of knowing, like, and just being lost in a process. So, once again, this is cooking. You know how to cook if you you have been cooking long enough that then it just becomes easy, and maybe you don't have something for a recipe, but you instantly know what you can substitute, Mm -hmm. and it's the
0: same thing with your your creativity when it comes to painting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, it's so good. And that's, it's so true. And your children play the piano beautifully. I love it when you share them playing. (laughs) I know. I I
2: think it's going to be the biggest thing when they are all gone. I need to have recordings of everything because it just really fills our home. And I, Mm -hmm. and so them following through and them doing those things, it blesses us too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. When you see your children doing things that they're good at, um, mm-hmm. it's so fun and fulfilling or even things mm-hmm. that they just love. It doesn't matter if they're good at great. it. It's, yeah. you know, hopefully they get to the point where they're great at it. But yeah. Um, yeah. So how are you? I know you share your creativity in a variety of ways. Yeah. Do you just want to share like some of those like kind of the big ways that you're um, sharing your creativity with with others, with your family, Um, you know, music in your house is the way your children are sharing their creativity Mm -hmm. with you. But um, yeah, what are some ways you're sharing it now? Well, I think one way that's been unexpected, that's a
2: really fun way that we get to that I get to share my creativity is through our home. And so even though our home isn't directly related to our business, it's become a, a way that people I mean, people really like to see our home. We welcome, we open up our home for workshops, not a lot, but we about six Mm -hmm. times a year. And so that is a huge part of my creativity is gathering people and um, entertaining or having live workshops. And so that for sure. And obviously the painting. And I think another area that really I love is just even um, coming besides people and doing business consulting And Mm -hmm. finding really new, maybe creative ways to say something to help things click with people and to help them walk out businesses. Because it's, you know, there's a lot coming at us and how do you know what to say yes to? And um, Mm -hmm. I think it's learning what you say no to so you can say yes to those things and Mm -hmm. getting really clear on what success looks like for you, not what everybody else says success is. Mm -hmm. And, And feeling so clear in that, that you're confident to walk it out. So... Those are some of the main ways that I, that right now I feel like I'm walking out my creativity.
0: Mm. One thing I've loved about following your journey, um, cause I've followed you for probably about 10 years or so. I've, um, I've loved watching you evolve that you've gone from making bags and making clothes to making, you know, to doing other things to, to you have mm-hmm. a book on art journaling, because you're so good at that. I love how you just seem to be so free in your art journaling. And then it's always like really beautiful to look at. And I tend to be a little too tidy with my um, like sketching and journaling.
2: But I don't think that at all.
0: Um, I I was at a workshop once and a
2: lady was saying to me, I just want to create loose like you. And I just wanted mm-hmm. to, to, you know, and she was telling me that she wanted it to be like my brushstrokes. And I said, well, can you show me what you normally create on your own. And she opened her sketchbook and it was full of like the most intricate, incredible pointillism ever. And I'm like, yeah. why are you trying to create like me? Mm. You, this is, and she oh, yeah. said, when I create like this, this is what brings me rest. And so I would even say to you that uh, it's, it's looking and saying, when I create like this, this is what brings me rest. This is what brings me joy. And I think so often, like I know, I'm not even going to try to go into illustration. That would really make me drink. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That just wouldn't, that wouldn't bring me joy. And I look at the people that I love that do really intricate illustration work and they Mm -hmm. feel the same way about what I feel when I'm making big messes and loose brush strokes. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's just saying... This is actually me. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. this is, this is how I naturally, because this is the thing. Don't we want someone to see our work, no matter what it is and say, oh, that's Mm Marion's," or, you know, that's Shauna's or that's right. That's Jean's work. I think it's the greatest compliment now after all these years that someone will say, I knew it was yours before I knew it was yours. Mm -hmm. And the only way that happens is, is if you really look like what are my marks? What are what's my palette? What is my style? And that you keep working on that and making
0: that better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love talking about some... this stuff. <laughs> I, know, I do too. <laughs> I was gonna happy. say we've talked about this before. Don't you feel like you um you kind of need like a doctorate to be <laughs> to, like when right. you're talking about art because it's so connected to like who you are as a person and yep. connected to like old wounding and what we believe oh, yeah. about ourselves. Yeah. And, man. I
2: <laughs> have found more forgiveness over myself and others by making art than anything mm. else in my life.
0: Yeah. Mm. That yeah. it's
2: like every, you know, I, I am almost now expectant that when I come to create and it's just for me and it's not for projects or things like that, and it can happen during projects also, but I feel like so often I just have this expectancy that mm-hmm. something really good is going to happen. And it really has nothing to do with the art. It has mm-hmm. to do with, with me. Uh, yeah. what, what am I, what, what, what am I needing to process? Yeah.
0: So let's talk about being an apprentice. Cause I feel like that's such an important part of being an artist is studying other people's art. And actually when I first got into fine art your art classes that you offer through your creative community I mean it they're so good they're so approachable but there was one specifically I think was it a copying the master's class it is might that have been studying it, under the
2: master's
0: studying uh, yeah. under the masters I always get names wrong that's okay um, <laughs> <laughs> like regularly. she
1: does big time
0: <laughs> yeah if you ever write a book I'm gonna butcher
1: the name of yeah. it yeah <laughs> just be prepared <laughs>
0: Um, But anyway, so um, I I took that class and it was such a light bulb moment Mm -hmm. for me. Like, it's okay to study other people's work. I felt like Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that. Like, that's just like, it's copying, it's inauthentic, it's, you know. So I'd love to hear your take and kind of where, you know, um I guess when that you had that light bulb moment and when you felt mm-hmm. the freedom to study the work of the masters and also just artists that you admire mm-hmm. as well to to make studies of it and well, and I think
2: sometimes you have to think, so whether you're just learning or you've been creating for a long time that if you're able to it what we we have all of these resources now, but it's almost sometimes it can hold people back and not know that they can like what the right way to approach something would be, I want to learn from Marian. I'm going to take this from her and I'm going to learn and I'm going to practice and practice and practice. And I'm going to practice my way out of her style into my style. Okay. Mm, mm. So what is okay always is to study something, to learn from someone else and to copy uh, for yourself not to Mm -hmm. copy to sell yeah yeah okay so that is i mean that is how it used to be that you would you would apprentice under another Mm -hmm. sculptor find find you know a painter i mean it could be anything welder i mean that was just a part of how you would learn and but you would learn all of the skills you need so you'd have the tools you would know the right steps but the only way you can break those is to first kind of learn those things too. And mm-hmm. so I think for studying under the masters, we have so much to learn from them. And and it taught me so much to try to break down their art and how could I look at art in a new way. So instead of just going to an art museum now and just looking at the finished piece, if I'm really drawn to a piece, I want to stare at it and I want to figure out, so what was their first layer? And then Mm -hmm. what did they do next? And then, you know, and I want to analyze it because what, what can I take away from that to bring home to incorporate myself? And so that's not copying that's studying that's learning. And, and I think I learned more, even, um, seeing Matisse up close you have to be standing back 15, 20 feet from a Matisse piece to see the whole thing. Mm. And then if you go up close, it's loose, it's sloppy, it's there's big mm. gaps in some of the brush, brush strokes, and you really have to be standing back. So that even gave me permission, for me, like, it's okay to be really loose. It's okay to mm-hmm. – and I think Matisse taught me also – This is something that I think, maybe I'm just going to say something that I need to remember. Once I figured out my style, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I don't always have to be creating something new that no one's ever seen from Gene Oliver. Because the thing is, the reason we look at Picasso or Matisse or Monet is because their work looked like them and they just Mm -hmm. kept doing new pieces with their style. So Matisse used the same models, the same props, the same rugs, right? And he just rearranged them all the time to create new things. So if you find what just really makes you happy to create, just keep growing in that and... Mm -hmm. And I think every once in a while, too, if, the, if you feel like you're getting stuck, that's a really fun time to say, you know what, I've been doing this fine art, like, I actually want to get into sculpture. I just want to learn, and I can promise yeah. you, then you're going to come back to your painting, and it's, that's going to be different. Um, and so I think we just need to remember that what your, what your style is, is worth repeating, And you don't need to reinvent what you do well. Just keep growing in that because the goal is for people to recognize your work. And I know it's Mm. easy with new classes coming all the time or all these workshop things that are available to you. And you can think like, oh, but I love how they do it. And I, you know, um, and if you do take an online class, I mean, I'm talking from somebody who our bread and butter is online classes. Take these classes, but practice your way out of that teacher's style. Learn some new techniques, learn, take away some new tools and skills that they have, and how can you incorporate it into what you are making? Um, Mm -hmm. And not do direct copies to sell, uh, but feel free to do direct copies to learn.
0: Yeah, I love what you said about seeing the Matisse painting, because um, I hadn't been to a museum in a long time, like probably since I was a child, And a couple of years ago, I went to Paris. And initially, I was like, I'm not going to go into the museums. I've seen pictures of the works and all this. I know, so stupid, right? (laughs) So, But everybody talked me into it. So I went to the Musée d'Orsay. And, um, (laughs) you know, of course, I loved the Impressionist Mm -hmm. um, section. And I remember walking up to a Monet. It was the one with the woman holding the umbrella and kind of the blowing Mm -hmm. grass. And I went up and I looked at it and I actually, my thought was, it's just paint. And mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. like you think it's some like, I don't know, that there was some magic there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was like, it's just paint. And even some of the things like seeing, like you said with Matisse, seeing the the way the paint was laid on and how it's kind of sloppy and even how things like up close just looked very unfinished. And even right. some of them kind of amateurish, mm-hmm. it looked like. But when you took a step back, that's where the that's where the magic is, is in is giving yeah. the impression of something. So anyway, it was such an experience and I came home like, Well, I'm working with paint too. Mm-hmm. So that same magic can happen here. You know? well, I think oh, you yeah. can say,
2: Oh, I get overwhelmed and then I feel uh, like an amateur when I go to the art museums, and I actually think when I go to the art museums and look up at art up close, I feel like I, I feel good because I feel yeah. like oh, I have permission. Um, look at mm-hmm. l- look. I just learned something new. There was there is no perfection, right? Um, even yeah. mm-hmm. the things in the Renaissance. I mean, those are some sc- scary looking adult babies. Um, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah, and proportion, proportion, yeah, <laughs> and so. Proportion <laughs> <laughs> And I think it also inspires me because when I was younger, I would have probably seen something in a museum and say, like, that's art. I could do that. Mm-hmm. And now at uh, at where I am now, I can look at something and think, but they did it first. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> And I, I can somewhere- appreciate, like, hey, yeah, I could now copy this and do it. But way to go. You actually came up with that color palette and those marks. And mm-hmm. you did that first. And I think that's now worthy of of respect.
0: And so yeah. it's really easy to copy somebody else's brilliance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somewhere I saw a funny thing. I was looking to see if I could find it exactly um, so I don't mess it up. But that it said, like, modern art is equals... I could do that plus yeah, but you didn't. Right. (laughs) I'm like, that's so great. It is. Because it's true, like a red square in the middle of a yellow canvas. Like I could have done that. Yeah, but you didn't. No. And and we have an
2: amazing uh, museum here in Denver. It's called the Clifford Still Museum. The architecture Mm -hmm. is incredible. So if you're ever in the Denver area, I love the architecture just as much as I love the work of Clifford Still. And the thing is, at one of the exhibits, they had a lot, they had this whole room full of construction paper, colored construction paper around the room, and just mm-hmm. even craft paint. And my kids are like, What in the world? And I said, You know what he was doing? He was practicing, he was coming yeah. up with ideas, he was using very inexpensive tools. To say to practice and to to do many studies before he went large, and I yeah. wouldn't have known that until I am at this point in my life to just mm-hmm. respect that he wasn't saying my my time and energy is only worth the finished product. He mm-hmm. was showing me that my time and energy is worth studies, uh, like compositions, uh, coming up with new color palettes, and he he honored that time also. And it made him better Mm. at the final pieces. I think so often we don't honor the practicing and we only honor the final product.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, we do. And I think too, to your point about, um, you know, just taking it, you know, it being okay to study. And, you know, I just think we, there is such a pressure and we've talked about this a lot. You know, there's such a pressure to be so original, you know, which is really a myth. I mean, you can have your own, you know, we talked about this plenty, but you can have your own take on it, your own stamp, your own compilation of Um, you know, different, you know, different times in your life as a, as a creative. The same as, as our own, you know, in relationships. We talked, um, actually this morning I read y'all, this was funny and it makes me think about this. Um, So it's this book by Shauna Nequest and it's called Savor. And it's all about abundance and just paying attention to your, you know, your journey and your growth. And anyway, she talked about looking back at old photographs and how, you know, she remembers, she looks at them almost a little detached, like, you know, how could I have felt this way in this particular moment or, you know, these particular people? um, This is what I was feeling. And that, you know, we look back on our memories almost like they're little Russian dolls. You know, you've got all these little people, you know, within you. And man, that just struck me. And I think it's the same for our art, for our creative work whatever that is, whatever that medium is for you, you know, I think we just, we have to remember it is this evolution, you know, and it's not, we got to not take ourselves so seriously all yeah. the time, you know, yeah. and and give ourselves a little bit of permission to just explore and try new things and to study. And like you said, to practice.
2: And how about you just create because it's fun.
1: It's how fun. You just
2: create because it brings yeah. joy. How yeah. about you have a, a journal or a sketchbook that's not for you to show people. It's just for you yeah. to give yourself permission, almost like a diary. This is private. This is where I yeah. give myself permission to make bad art, to try new techniques, to try yeah. new color palettes. I mean, we don't have to show everything. No. You don't every no. right? And so yes. that that you can say, I just want to be more present. I want yeah. to see what's around me and I want to like I want to sketch more or use watercolors mm-hmm. more or whatever your thing is because, because it brings me joy, period. That's the only reason yeah. I'm doing it and that you are worthy of that. You are
0: mm-hmm.
2: like to honor that and nobody else is going to honor it for you. Just nobody. Nobody's no. going to force
0: it <laughs> into your life, mm-hmm. into your schedule, into your bag, into your hands. Mm-hmm. hmm yeah, that's a good way to put it. And we've talked about this before where that it can feel um, frivolous. And I think maybe yeah. that's even where people have spoken into your life before mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. like, you don't have time for that. Or that's that's something that's not a serious thing to do. Mm-hmm. You yeah. need to be doing this, this, and this. Or I know for a lot of women, especially like motherhood, career, all that can just really crowd that out, that mm-hmm. time to, to take to... Um, you know, to just play, whether it's with with music or dance mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. art or what you know, whatever it is that um, that kind of makes you come alive. Well, and, and I would I even go as far to say it is the
2: only thing that is probably mm-hmm. worth doing. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at what we think is the most lovely in this world. And it's the gardens we walk through. It's the architecture that has stood for the test of the ages. It's mm-hmm. the music that we get to listen to. It is the art. It is the cre- sculptures we get to walk around and study. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what makes life beautiful. So I'm. no one is going to be studying my laundry. Nobody is going to be mm-hmm. caring if my house is perfect. Yeah. Whatever is in our heads that think art is uh, the thing that we save until everything else is done we will never create because nothing is going to ever always be done mm-hmm. but but you can always you can always show and i for all the mamas or grandmas that listen i would like to say there is no greater gift than you can give the people like watching you is to take the time to be quiet and to yeah. and to be present <clears throat> sorry that that you show them how because they, it is a really loud, distracting world. So if you can mm-hmm. show them how to put down their phone and pick up something else. If you can give them the gift of showing somebody how to sew. If you can give somebody the gift of showing them how to garden or how to mm-hmm. cook a pie. These are actually the things that we all remember as being the highlights of our lives, mm-hmm. right? When you yeah. think about your grandmas, your moms, when you think about somebody who poured into you. You're not like, man, my my Aunt Bev, she could really fold some laundry. I mean, I just, you know, (laughs) I could live up to that. What we remember is, oh, she could make a beautiful, like, I felt loved in her home. Or Mm -hmm. my grandma always had music playing. Or, I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would go as far as saying it is the one thing that we actually Mm -hmm. need more of. And we don't need excuses to do it let your house get dirty, let the laundry, you know, (laughs) stack up, it's going to be there for you tomorrow and the next day and the next Mm -hmm. day. And so it's, I just know for me, that the reason I, I got back into creativity after not being in it for a while is that I was a young mom and I, and I was introduced to scrapbooking. And, Mm. and so the funny thing about that, so here, you know, our son is 19 and a half now. And I felt like I could ask for the money and take the time because I told myself it was for other people. It was for my family. I'm making a scrapbook. I'm making these memory books. And the truth is I was lying to myself. I, I <laughs> thought I needed a reason uh, mm. to take the time and the resources. Yeah. And th- But then the
0: more I created, the more I knew I can do it just for me. Mm. Mm. There really is so yeah. much discovery in the process. And I love mm-hmm. that that phrase of, you know, kind of practicing yourself into your own mm-hmm. style or into, yeah. you know, the medium that you love, it, mm-hmm. that comes from just doing and mm-hmm. in the, in the process of it. So um, I love that. I well, do too. So who who are some of your, um, your favorite, the favorite people you've been an apprentice under, dead or alive? So you've oh. mentioned Matisse already. What are some other, um, who are some other favorites?
2: I... I love Van Gogh, um, but I think it's because I love when you can look up close and you can see this uh, quickly created masterpiece that had mm-hmm. uh, these amazing just intentional brushstrokes again and again and again in really short periods of time. I do very much appreciate Matisse and his uh, mark making. I really love uh, so much of Picasso, not always some of his later work, uh, but a lot of it I I do too, but I love that he kind of just said, this is what I want to do now. And I'm, Mm -hmm. and they, it all is him. You can tell his work and some of it is bizarre and some of it's funky and some of it's fun and some of it is just Mm -hmm. brilliant. And, and you can look at it that he had the confidence, um, To just keep trying, like whatever uh, he wanted, and he would take his art and then he would make it three dimensional with Mm -hmm. sculpture pieces, and then taking vintage items and putting them together to create faces. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I think I kind of mean when I say, take what you love and take what you're already making. And how can you then create that in a lino? How can you then create that as a sculpture? Mm -hmm. How can you take that in, right? Like take Mm -hmm. what's already your style and think of new ways to share it. And Mm -hmm. I really love Françoise Jalot. Uh, she was, uh, Picasso's common law wife. um, I I love that she is in her nineties and she still paints every day. And, Mm -hmm. and so I think because she honored it and this is just a part of who she is and she has her easels. I say, keep your art supplies in, in common spaces. In your mm-hmm. house, you know, like it doesn't
0: have to be just reserved. <laughs> I'm laughing because Shauna has paint all over her dining room all
1: table over right my now. dining room like, table, like, yeah.
0: palette, tubes, all, all all over But what does that
2: say to anybody that comes into your home? It's first yeah. a reminder for you
1: yes. to create,
2: and yes. then second, it shows everybody else Shauna loves to make art. Shauna yeah. loves to create. Yeah. And um, and it shows your kids. This is my yes. mom. This is who even she at ten is. p.m. 9.50 9 on a school night. <laughs> yes,
1: let's sit down and paint, mom. I want to do. I want to do one similar to yours. You know, let's oh, do it now. Great at getting out of bedtime. Yeah. I
2: know. Oh let's yeah, I get mom's heart to create. Which that
1: worked totally because you know I took that as a a major compliment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so,
0: yes. yeah. yeah. Not the glass of water. Not no. the you know.
1: Can Let's I have a nice snack? Can I paint? Yep. Yeah. All night. Yep, you sure, sure can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. I think that's such a it is hard because I do like a tidy, um I'm I'm messy by nature. You know, Marion's a lot more tidy than I am I'm in like her studio, you know. So I'm a little messy in the process, but I do like every morning if I can to walk into a space that feels really neat and tidy, but you know, there are just seasons in your life where it's just not possible. And we talk a lot about on the podcast and, you know, the website and, you know, our social channels that it's just not always this totally quiet uninterrupted, you know, six hour creative time, you know, and like yesterday was a banana's day for me, but I took 20 minutes here and another 15 last night and, you know, it was totally life-giving to me. So I think... That's great and I think advice. Most people you know. don't. I yeah. think
2: most people do not get six-hour stretches. I don't. No, that's very rare. And the only time I probably get that kind of time that is during when I'm filming an online class. So yeah. other, so in yeah. between, that means I'm taking moments. I'm taking yeah. bits of time, and it can look different. It can. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I think it's almost wonderful to not finish a piece that you finish. You walk away from it before and so then you can be thinking about it processing it mm-hmm. you can come back the next day and imagine what you can get done in a week if you just give yourself 20 minutes yeah. like i'm in a 20 minutes every day i'm going to come back and add to this piece mm-hmm. and that's doable for all of us we all yep. have 20 minutes yep yeah yep.
0: i agree i agree totally totally and it's interesting to see how those skills compound when you do it, when you do it every day, mm-hmm. as opposed yeah, to, that's true. well, now I have two hours mm-hmm. a month in yeah. one stretch. So that's yeah. what, I'm, yeah. that's when I'm going to paint. And then you feel rusty and not prepared and right. mm-hmm. yeah. Um, do you have any other questions for Jean, Shana? Uh,
1: well, hmm. you know, I would say you've already given, I feel like great advice. So, I mean, I would say what, if you, hmm, if you could choose what someone would say, in anybody would say about your creative work, what would you, what would you love to hear? You know, what would you wanna, what would you want them to say
2: about seeing my work?
1: Mm-hmm. Just your creative work as a whole.
2: Um, I just think that I don't think for me anything means as much when someone says that that it makes them feel something.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because I know I've stood in front of a huge massive abstract in a gallery and cried. I mean, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. what would make me cry about this abstract? Uh, I've looked at, you know, portrait work and, uh, you know, and it makes you feel something. And so I think if there's anything we can do that through color and composition, uh, through what we choose to create with, that makes people feel something, Mm -hmm. that's just the highest compliment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we asked, so we share a creative contraption, Mm -hmm. just some tool or thing that we love at the end Mm -hmm. of every episode. And we asked if you would share one with us. So Mm -hmm. what's your creative contraption? Okay, so I am a
2: really big believer that most of us really don't have maybe the time that we can look around and we can see other people. I still have kids at home. We homeschool our kids. And so I know that there'll be time where maybe I'd give you a different answer to this. I (laughs) do not go anywhere without a small notebook In my bag so I always Mm -hmm. have pens I always have pencils and I always have some kind of journal and out of that and I always have a book so anything Mm -hmm. that helps me I'm the best me when I'm unplugged so I'm the best me when I'm not looking at my phone I'm not Mm -hmm. when I if I'm waiting for someone um, I I just know that if I can choose something different and I'm prepared so I've tried to prepare myself the best as possible to make sure I always have a book and I always have a journal and a pen and pencil because out of that has come composition ideas and art, you know, new painting ideas, um, online class ideas, teaching, mm-hmm. like writing down things about teachers that I want to work with or people that I want to collaborate with. And I just know that I could find that I picked up my phone way too often. And that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to really change how my brain works. And that's mm-hmm. why I always have a, a journal pen paper and um, pen and pencil and a book and i would say also if i had a second thing to add even though you didn't ask me for a second one um <laughs> it's okay you can, okay. You can i you can share. i really believe in these portable um, art sets and these portable art kits so um, i i believe that you have a bag you like we sell them like we don't have them on our site right now but we do sell them sometimes but so get a a, a bag the size of a makeup bag um, that yeah. And I would suggest that you create like two or three of these. And inside you have a journal that fits inside, that you have mechanical pencil, maybe you have a stabilo, a black stabilo, maybe you have a charcoal pencil, maybe you have a small thing of watercolors and a couple of watercolor uh, like uh, brushes that can, you know, the kind that you can mm-hmm. fill with water and maybe a 10 of just a few pastels, just a few, because Mm -hmm. then you can have one in your car. You could have, you know, you can keep one on you when you're doing things. And I just think the best part about is a creative is that if you're prepared, you're more likely to practice. So Mm. I don't know about everybody listening, but I have a lot of time that I can have downtime that I'm waiting for a kid or I'm waiting for somebody else or I'm sitting, you know, and all of those little waiting times could be times that I could be practicing. I could be sketching. I could be even sketching what's around me. And as somebody who leads live workshops and I have led them overseas, one of the biggest things I stress to everybody is Um, I want you to go into this cathedral and we are just going, I want you to disperse all through this thing. I don't want you to sit next to each other. I don't want anyone to look over your shoulder or you to look over anyone else's. I just want you to sit and be still in this place. And I want Mm -hmm. you to choose something. I don't care what it is to sketch and you can do contour sketching. You can do whatever. No one's going to ask to see it. But I promise you, you'll never forget five years from now, looking back on that horrible sketch or that beautiful sketch, whatever it was, you will not forget what it smelled like, what it sounded like in that, like how cold the pews were, right? I mean, you just, you're mm-hmm. not going to forget mm-hmm. it because you were so present and it, in such a different way than if you would have taken a photo and then left the cathedral, and so yeah. we have those moments. We, we get that every day and we choose to distract ourselves with a lot of things that are not life-giving in the long run. And mm-hmm. so that's why I just think like, don't get overwhelmed by art supplies, um, we don't want to be like, oh, I'm a great collector of art supplies. We right. want to be, right? <laughs> like we all love them, but that we, no yeah. one's going to congratulate us for having the best art supply set. <laughs> no. Right? And Are you
0: sure about that? Well,
2: yeah. sometimes, because I really love them. Um, but the truth is that if we can just say, I don't need all of that to create. It's it's kind mm-hmm. of like how many people, How? all right, I'll say this for myself. I won't make, call anybody else out. I'm going to start working out more when I get my new outfit from Lululemon and my new (laughs) tennis shoes. I'm pretty positive I can go work out in my old workout clothes and my old shoes, right? Those are just the things that are holding us back. So let's just grab some pencils. Let's grab some paper. Let's, yeah. let's have it on us. Let's be better artists. And let's actually do the things that we say we want to do. Let's be the yeah. people that we actually say we want to do. And let's not let buying more things distract us from the doing.
0: Yeah. Preach it, G. Love that. Preach love it. it. Love it. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. I love that.
1: I love that. We, yeah, actually, I'm glad we invited a preacher.
0: I know. It's I absolutely.
1: am, because I normally am that one. <laughs> that's normally yeah, me.
0: usually on it but next week we're talking about observing and creativity. Mm. So you just touched on that beautifully. Yeah. We talk about that about like bringing the, the notebook with you and, and just being yeah. being present and observing. But, so but don't awesome. you think
2: like, like we have these things we want, we have these things that we mm-hmm. say we desire and then we really self-sabotage ourselves all day <sighs> long of yes. walking them out and totally. I totally And yes, I do. think the first step of like just is to be aware of it and we all get off track, I get off track, I'm sure you guys get off track, mm-hmm. but it's saying and it's being self-aware enough to be like, you know what? That like I can do better than that and um, yeah. I'm going to get right back on track. And so yeah. don't beat yourself up when we do, but let's 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 start walking out and having the actions that reflect the life we say we want. Yes. So good.
0: <sighs> so good. <laughs> so Jean where can everybody find you? Okay. Can you share like all the places you are? Yes. This is your And this is your chance to plug anything that's going okay. on or that's coming right. up.
2: Or. All right. Well, you can find me at jeanoliver.com, J-E-A-N-N-E-O-L-I-V-E-R.com. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. And we have a brand new six-month uh, online business course that's starting on um, February 3rd. And you can find that information at creativelymadebusiness.com.
0: Time. Fantastic. Okay. And Jean is someone you want to learn from. She, as you can tell, oh, super encouraging, you. very inspiring, talented, generous, oh, all of that good stuff. So, so thanks. thanks for joining us, Jean We really appreciate your time.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. This has been a fun way to start the day. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for us too. So uh, join us next time when we talk about observing and creativity on the Creative Exponent podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by a Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan
1: Wagner. And if you like the Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.